Team, how are we? Welcome back to another episode of the High Performance Coach Podcast. I hope all is good in your world. Today, we're going to take a little deep dive into how to generate more leads going into 2024. This is now a very widely discussed topic and you only have to jump onto social media to see uh, all of the differing ways in which you can now generate leads for you and your business. And what I'm not going to do today is give you uh, the plug and play in terms of here's some quick fix tactics, hacks, and or uh, tools that are now going to allow you just to bring anybody into your business. But actually, the frameworks and principles that I've now been able to use from 2014, which I was able to take Jay Physique uh, into Team Jay Physique, and we're able to scale to over 200 online coaching clients uh, when I had a following less than 5,000, uh, and also how I've been able to do exactly the same with the high-performance coach uh, over the last three to four years, and uh, just some of the philosophies, principles, and what it is that I now really believe at level one, you need to have absolutely dialed in, locked in, and nailed uh, in order for you to be able to have the really strong platform from which you can then build upon. Because then when you go to level two, level three, in terms of marketing lead generation, you then have such a stronger foundation from which uh, those strategies, tools, and um, in some cases, tactics uh, are then going to have an even bigger impact and an even bigger effect. So today isn't going to be, uh, here's some quick fix plug and plays. These are going to be based upon and built upon, obviously, my uh, lessons uh, that I've experienced having now been in the online game and having built uh, two relatively large online coaching companies uh, over the last decade. So before uh, we go into some principles, I want to explore six big challenges that I face. And I also now see so many of our coaches uh, facing when it comes to generating leads and being able to attract the right types of customers into your business. Number one, you do some lead generation stuff for a while, you get nothing in return, and therefore you give up, you stop, and or you're nowhere near as consistent enough. This is coming back down to the principle of consistently good, not occasionally great. And so often we have the thought process of wanting to go into doing lead gen and thinking, right, okay, what can I now do today in order for me to generate leads? Instead of actually thinking, right, okay, the work that I do today, the seeds that I now sow is going to be the um, rewards that I will now reap in three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, maybe even potentially longer. So sometimes we place like direct effort and energy with this immediate expectation of outcome. And when that isn't then a reality, uh, that then leads to emotional volatility, which has a huge impact in terms of how you're then thinking, the decisions that you then make, and then obviously where we currently spend um, our time and energy, which has a huge impact in terms of business growth. So doing lead gen for a while, and then you get nothing in return. Number two, you do lead gen, but you attract the wrong types of customers and the wrong types of people into uh, your uh, business, whether that's now uh, the chats that you're having and or the calls that you're now taking or the conversions that you're then having. We end up then working with absolutely everybody and we feel as though there's a slight disconnect and you're not really speaking, connecting and or building the trust and the relationships with your dream customers and the people that you now know that you really want to work with. And you just feel as though that you're not attracting the right types of people into your world. Number three, it feels inauthentic. And uh, somebody said to me not too long ago, uh, what I currently do is I just try to copy and paste posts uh, from other places, spaces in order for me to be able to try and get clients. And what happens is, and I'm going to share this obviously later down the line, is like 
the biggest and the most important piece that I now believe that we have is your own personal brand. It's your personality. It's your character. We do business with people that we like. So of course, having frameworks, having plug and plays can be incredibly powerful. But if that's not now backed up with um, your personality, building obviously your reputation, uh, being able to really build uh, the relationships that you now have with your people and being able to get really clear over your uniqueness, your voice, what it is that you now stand for, what you don't stand for, what you believe in, uh, and really who you are and what your brand really kind of represents. Then again, that goes back down to point two, that you're now just going to be bringing in anybody and everybody that isn't going to feel aligned and it may temporarily put a plaster on a wound, but it's not necessarily going to actually serve you in the long game. And then what ends up happening is you have a revolving door where people come in uh, short term, and then they just leave. And it's almost like you're going fishing with a hole at the back of your net. And you're then creating even more workload in terms of admin. Uh, and there's also uh, quite often a higher degree of emotional volatility. And so when you're creating and going through your lead generation, and you're looking at what it is that you're currently doing, you have to ask yourself, right, okay, how aligned and how authentic does this now feel to me? Um, and is this now really kind of an extension of me? Or am I now kind of using things that don't necessarily feel aligned and or like doesn't necessarily make me feel confident in what it is that I'm actually currently doing. Number four, you don't actually know where to go and find your people. And quite often this comes back down to actually not knowing who your people are, not understanding, right, okay, their beliefs, their wants, their values, their needs. Uh, who are they? What do they think about? Uh, what are they currently stuck with? And how can you now take them from problem to promise? And how does your story and now why you do what you do allow you to connect that, be the bridge that's going to take them from A to B and really allow them to, again, connect and then see why they're now going to work with you. So, Whenever you're thinking about, I don't know where to go and find my people, before then we go and jump in, look at, do I need to potentially go upstream and explore in even more depth and even more detail around actually who are my people? Who do I actually now want to do business with? And uh, I heard uh, Alex Homozi speak about this a little while ago, where he talked about like your your niches, kind of like who, who are your people? And being able to first and foremost, then understand that that comes back down to, well, who are you and how are you currently turning up? Number five, you don't have a big enough an audience. And therefore, you feel as though that you're having to uh, create content that is now going to try to win the internet and beat the algorithm. Instead of actually looking at how can I now go narrow and deep and how can I start to smaller, uh, how can I start to um, reduce my audience size so that I can start to connect with the people that I now do feel aligned with, most importantly. Because if you try to speak to everybody, you speak to nobody. If you then try to create content that's trying to win the internet or win the algorithm, that can be great because obviously it gives you more exposure. Therefore, there's a higher probability and opportunity that you're going to bring more of the types of people that you want to work with into your world. Uh, but what quite often can happen is there's also an abundance of noise that you then have to start to sift through. So before you think I don't have a big enough audience, the only reason that I shared about the J Physique with the less than 5,000 followers is, as always, it's not about the width, it's about the depth. It's about the um, capacity for you to articulate somebody's problem, then they can explain it themselves, and for you to now become so incredibly highly highly valuable because of the proof that you've now been able to convey and show, uh, the consistency that you've now turned up with, the value that you've now been able to add, and then um, for you to be able to bridge that gap through the different tools that you have at your disposal for them to be able to see actually, ah, this is my guy, this is my girl, this is exactly who I now need to work with. 
But so often we have a fear around going narrow and deep because we're like, my business isn't where I want it to be right now. And I'm speaking to a wider audience. So you automatically then go into, well, if I, if I reduce my audience size, well, that's going to make it even more difficult when in fact, what it actually does is it allows you to connect. Um, it allows you to polarize and it allows you to then become the go-to within the field that it is you're looking to operate within. Of course, if you're, if you're looking at just starting out in the industry, working with a whole host of differing people is always going to be a powerful thing. But as you now continue to grow uh, the brand, the reputation, and obviously what it is that you now really want to become known for needs to continue to become even more specific. Uh, that's not just because it yields greater returns from a marketing perspective, but when you're now looking at it from a deliverable perspective, uh, you can now start to create uh, a far, far simplistic uh, and simpler way of now doing things. Number five, I think this is, you fear rejection or you don't want to come across as needy. And one big lesson for me that I've learned over the last couple of years is just uh, be okay with getting no's and understanding that actually the more no's that you collect, um, the better you're actually doing because you're now actually building the... Um, reps uh, and doing the work. And just because it's a no now doesn't now mean that it's going to be a no forever. Perfect example of this is we've had four coaches join the high performance coach over the month of December. Uh, one person came to one of our events a year ago. Another person I had a call with two years ago. Uh, and the two other people I had a call with in May, all of which at the time weren't in a position and or weren't in the place and or uh, weren't ready to join the high performance coach. But when you play the longer term game, you build the relationships, you leave them in a slightly better place. Well, it was a no then, but it's been a yes later down the line. So it's starting to challenge that, why am I fearing rejection? What is the story that I'm currently telling myself? And if you feel and fear that you're coming across needy, I would look at it through the other lens. If I now wanted to be communicated with by somebody else, how would I now want to be approached? What's the level of um, like touch point relationship? What uh, and how would I now start that conversation? And of course, if you're trying to get somebody into bed on the first time that you've not you've met them or you don't even know their name, well, of course, you're not going to get anywhere. And this is where it comes back down to the first point, which is obviously playing the, the longer term game um, and being able to look at when you're now doing lead gen, you're not going to expect to see an immediate ROI. You're just stacking those two Ps into the machine, most importantly. Uh, and exactly the same applies with the dating world. If you're just going up to somebody in a bar uh, and the first thing you say is, oh, do you want to come home with me? You're probably now not going to get very far. Um, it's going to be the relationships and um, the connection that you build over a period of time that's going to be the most powerful thing. And finally, you now hate outbounding because you've created this story and narrative around what it means and what you now believe it means, which has now led to you creating a, like a negative association and these expectations, which now has led to you just almost distancing yourself from wanting to do any of that and trying to then um, look at all the other ways that you can now generate leads. Now, are there multiple ways for you to now be able to generate leads? Absolutely. But you've got to think about it like this. In order for you to now be able to generate, uh, uh, generate leads and or do business in the, um, in, in the kind of, I was going to say real world, not on social media, you have to speak to people. Imagine going into a shop and the, uh, the shopkeeper just completely ignores you, doesn't say a word. 
you're interested in potentially buying something, you spent a period of time in that shop, but the shopkeeper actually now hasn't even like opened their mouth. The likelihood of you now actually walking out of that shop with an item is going to be far less than if the shopkeeper basically went over and started a conversation with you and wasn't trying to get you to buy their shit straight away. Exactly the same applies in the online world. Although you hate outbounding, it's understanding what is it that I hate about that word and actually how can I change and shift the frame? And instead of now having this expectation of I need to do 30, 40, 50, 100 a day, can I now spend more time just connecting uh, with three to five people on a greater and a deeper level? And can I just build a normal relationship with them first and foremost uh, and just create a kind of nicer feel around that first and foremost um, from which you can then go and build upon? But in order for you to be able to do business with another person, you have to generally speaking, speak to that person, especially if you're now going to actually work with them on a coaching level um, over a longer term perspective. It's just the approach that we now take. And again, that comes back down to how quickly am I now going in with the ask? How quickly am I now trying, go, trying to go into training and nutrition and everything else? And how much time am I actually now spending really just trying to build the genuine relationships with them? So, there's six of the biggest challenges that um, I've experienced, I've faced, and also now we see with others. Let's have a look at key, five key foundations that you absolutely have to have in place in order for you to be able to actually generate leads that land your dream customers uh, that will now stay with you, will get incredible results, and will now refer like crazy because that's exactly what you're looking for. Number one, you can just be a normal human being and allow yourself to remove the coaching hat and allowing yourself the chance to be able to connect with people on a deeper level about differing things, your interests, your hobbies, uh, what you like to do. Um, that could now be football. That could now be dogs. That could now be coffee, whatever it's going to be. Again, come back. It comes back to it. We do business with people that we like. And so often, if you think about your social circles or your interests, the people that we connect with the most are the things that we have the greatest amount of uh, like commonalities with or things in common with. So looking at, can I actually just now be a normal person first, a coach second, and then a business owner third? Number two, you have proof of concept. When I started uh, Jay Physique in 2014, um, online coaching wasn't really a thing, but I was able to just to build an abundance of proof because A, I got myself uh, in incredible shape and I was able to stand on stage uh, and I documented that journey and I was just showing people what I was currently doing and I was just giving away like tips and strategies and I was just actually just turning up and just giving them like, yeah, my kind of playbook as it were. Uh, a lot of the things were terrible by the way and they were completely wrong and I never, <laughs> and now we're like back in hindsight and I'm like, oh my God, why was I, why was I, why was I doing that? Why was I getting up every single day and doing cardio, uh, hits into high? intensity cardio seven days a week and only eating the seven same foods but uh that's irrelevant it was still showing obviously proof at the time that i could now do the do number two I then got my best friend uh, in incredible shape who I was living with at that present moment in time. Uh, so actually, he went through a body transformation journey with me, but just obviously to a different level. Uh, he wanted to look great for going on holiday. So we documented his journey. We got some before and afters. We then did exactly the same with Leanne. 
Uh, she then uh, really got into training um, and we took her to a photo shoot and then took her to stage. So there was three people. I did it for myself. I did it with my best mate. And then obviously I did it with Leanne uh, and was able to then provide and show proof of concept. This was even before I had an online business. And in doing so, what that allowed me to do was obviously establish um, that I could get results and I could now live and breathe a what I said that I could do. And I could then also do it for others. So right now, like you having proof of concept is going to be absolutely huge. And if you're looking at stepping into a new realm, uh, a new niche, or uh, like a new um, set of results that you're looking to accomplish and achieve, you have to now be able to have proof of concept by A, living it, uh, being able to then get those results for others. And then of course, being able to learn it and then being able to share the value and the lessons obviously within that. Because otherwise you can try and generate leads until the cows come home. But if you have no proof of a concept, then you're going to struggle. Number three, you know your people. And this comes back down to um, you being able to really master your niche. Your niche is who are my people, exactly as I communicated earlier. Um, and when you can start to look at you first, then everything else then starts to become much, 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 much easier. By the way, it wasn't too long ago, I think two months ago, I, I delivered like a four-part training series on exactly how you can now uh, master your niche and sharpen your message. Uh, if you want uh, that series, uh, it's currently uh, ready to rock and roll. Just fire me a message with Niche and I'll send it over to you if you haven't got it already. Um, and obviously more than happy for you to be able to uh, work through those and hopefully that will give you a foundation from which you can build upon. Next, you can have a great product. You can now spend all of your time marketing and you can spend all of your time trying to generate leads and trying to get new people through the door. But if you've hardly spent any time actually trying to build and develop and actually uh, build a great product, then you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to get people to buy your stuff instead of actually spending more time building an incredible product that gets incredible results, that does exactly what it says in the tin. Uh, and it means that people are now going to retain and refer like crazy so that you can now spend um, the rest of your time then actually having a lot of other people telling other people about the product that you have. Uh, and therefore, that's the most efficient way for you to be able to generate leads into your business and also is the most um, so effective way as well, because it's going to be time and energy saving for you. And when people tell other people, it's a bit like uh, when people recommend restaurants or hotels or places to go and stay, when it comes from somebody else that you now know that has, again, very similar values to you, um, then all of a sudden it's like, right, okay, I trust that person. And therefore, obviously, I trust their judgment. So there's a greater likelihood that you're going to step in. You have to be able to build an incredible product. That now starts with you. That then starts with your uh, capability to then be able to coach uh, above and beyond just this transactional. And also then the ability to be able to deliver, build an incredible community, and then understand the customer customer process, the customer journey that you're now looking at taking people through and the brand, the community, what it represents, what it now means to be a part of my performance coach or whatever it is that you now do. So are we now developing and building an incredible product that you then can um, have other people market for you? Because that really is level one. Level one is can I get great results? Can I now uh, keep people in my business because they want to stay here because they're growing, they're evolving. Uh, they feel as though that they have their needs and values met. And they're also now um, working towards their next thing in alignment with what's important to them. And then number three, am I now generating uh, a huge proportion of my business through referrals. If we now don't have those three, then we can lead gen until the cows come home. Um, fundamentally, in my opinion, there is a massive, massive hole that then needs to be uh, 
filled in order for us to be able to have longevity, most importantly. And that's exactly what we're doing uh, this for, right? Not just some quick fix that you're going to try and make a few sales and then uh, exit in a year or two. It's how do I now build this thing that actually is now going to support and facilitate the life that I now want to leave, uh, the, the impact that I now want to have and the people that I now want to connect with. Which brings us nicely into knowing actually what you sell. What is What actually is your offer? And do you now know the problem to promise? And being able to actually articulate and communicate and convey that in a really simple way so people can start to understand. And here's been one of my biggest challenges. As you grow and as you build and as you start to develop and you start to learn, you actually then start to become more complex in terms of like all the things that you can do, you can offer, the way in which you want to coach people, the way in which you now want to do things. And actually that can really take you away from just the simplicity of being able to put together a, an offer that is going to do exactly what it says on the tin. And it then actually makes it harder for your prospects to actually understand what it is that you now do. And it requires them to burn more calories. So whenever you're thinking about your offer, you've got to think, how can I now make sure that this is going to allow my customers or my prospects, sorry, to burn as few calories as possible and to keep it as simple as possible, regardless of how deep you now go within obviously your coaching and what it is that you do and how it is you help people. The one biggest lesson uh, that I've now uh, had to experience the hard way is realizing actually simple scales, fancy fails, and the simpler you can keep it on the front end, the easier it is then going to be in order for you to be able to connect with the people, allow them to understand, and obviously get them to come into your world. Okay, so we've gone through six big challenges, five key foundations. Nestle, I'll look at seven key principles. Uh, we'll see where we are, and I may potentially go off on a couple of tangents in terms of action balls that you can then start to implement that can work incredibly well. Uh, we will just see where the podcast takes us. So numero uno, when we're looking at seven key principles, we've got to now be able to shift your thinking from I need to generate leads to how much trust am I building and how am I strengthening relationships today? Because when you go in with the thought process of I need to generate leads or I need to make sales, you're going in with a completely wrong mentality. That's exactly like um, your prospects coming to you and going, I just need to lose weight this week. It's exactly the same thought process. So how can we start to shift and reframe our thinking to um, how much trust am I building in the marketplace and how am I now strengthening these relationships and how am I now turning up every single day uh, with the view of being able to put another deposit uh, out to the world that hopefully is going to bridge the gap and build a little bit more trust, add a little bit more value. And it's just going to allow the clocks in people's minds uh, to be ticking um, that little bit faster to actually now wanting to work with you. Number two, I shared this on a podcast not too long ago, so I'll keep this short and sweet. Would you consume your own content? Simple. How can you actually create content for yourself? And actually, would you, if you went onto your page, follow you, engage in you, and what it is that you now do, and also be excited about seeing what it is that you're writing about and what it is that you're now currently up to um, because of um, the way in which you're now yeah, creating content and fundamentally now being you. Because if not, and you're trying to create content for other people or you're trying to pretend to be somebody that you're not, then that's going to be obviously a big challenge and that's going to create a disconnect and that's going to lead back to inauthenticity with regards to the marketing and the messaging that you're not putting out. Number three, we have five different levels of customer awareness. We have unaware, problem aware, solution aware, product aware, and now most aware. When people are unaware, they're unaware of a need or a desire for what it actually is that you're offering. So they actually don't even have any awareness right now. The second stage is problem aware. They're aware of the problem. They're aware of the need or the desire that they have, but they're unaware of a suitable product or solution. The next step, 
is solution aware. There is aware of the solutions in the market. So for example, somebody that now knows they're going into January, they really now want to be able to really make a big concerted effort uh, with their fat loss journey. Uh, they're aware that obviously they, they, there's a problem that they now want or a need or a desire that they now want to be able to um, facilitate. Uh, and they're now solution aware that there's all these different products and all these different programs available. Then you move into product aware, aware of your product, but not sure if it's the right fit. That is then again, where it comes back down to the trust, the relationships, the simplicity in your marketing, your messaging, and actually now being able to make sure that everything is now going to be aligned. Otherwise, again, you're not going to really attract and or connect to anybody. And you're then just going to um, fall into the crowd of, of that person just now categorizing you with everybody else. And then finally, we have most aware. They're convinced that your product is the best solution for their needs, desires, or wants. And they just now want to be able to evaluate uh, things like price, what it's now going to look like, et cetera, uh, before they now step into your coaching program. So you've got to think right now, you want to be able to, with your content, take these people on a journey. You almost want people to go on a journey with you where actually they're unaware. Uh, they then become problem aware, solution aware, product aware, and they're most aware. These typically are actually the best customers that you have. And that, again, comes back down to, I don't need to generate leads today. How am I now building relationships and actually allowing people to watch and follow your progress, uh, your story, your journey, the results that you're now currently getting, the value that you're now currently adding, and your capacity to be able to articulate the people that you're trying to speak to's problems better than they can explain it themselves, and then provide them with solutions to that problem, which then allows them to have a slice of the cake, which then can have a huge impact on actually them um, realizing that you are then going to be the go-to because if this is what you can do uh, by helping them just for free or for watching your content, then what is it going to do if they were then to actually pay you money and work with you? With that comes our, uh, <laughs> our next principle, which uh, ties in quite nicely. Don't bury the ask, bake the cake. So if you came around and uh, you now... Uh, were hanging out with myself, Leanna and Lola, of course, because what better thing to now do? Uh, and you were to knock on the door and I was on a call. And uh, I was to answer the door and I was just say like, uh, hey, uh, Joe, I hope you're good. Listen, I'm just on a call. I'll be with you in 10 minutes. Just go and sit down. Do you want anything? You're probably going to go, no, I'm all good. Go and do what you need to do. And I'll see you in 10 minutes. You're not going to ask me to uh, make you a roast dinner. You're not going to make me ask me to make you muffins or anything of the sort or make you a cake. Um, Whereas if you now come to the house and I now know that you're coming to the house, but I'm on a call and I now know that you have a uh, love for a certain cake and I now bake you that cake. I put a slice on um, a plate with uh, your name on it and you now knock on the door and I say, hey, Joe, listen, I'm going to be 10 minutes. I've baked you a slice of your like a cake and there's a slice on the table uh, with your name on it. Mate, there's a fork there. Uh, go and enjoy it. And I'll be with you in 10 minutes. There is going to be a greater likelihood that you're now going to eat the cake. But if you now um, don't provide people with that opportunity to now be able to do a thing with you, then there's a far less likelihood that they're now going to actually ask you because they may not know what actually it is that they're now looking for. So if you cannot bury the ass, but you can make the ass really, really easy for them to be able to put their hand in the air. So it's like uh, me and three of the guys are going to be getting together this Saturday to do a training session. Uh, if you're in the X area and you want to join us 10 till two, drop me a message with the word in and I'll send you the details. Or this Friday, uh, we're going to be running a live training on uh, the 365 Lead Masterclass. This training is now going to be uh, for coaches that want to generate more leads, land their dream customers, uh, and really build a business that they love in 2024. We're opening up five spaces 
If you want one of them, drop me a message with the word interested and I'll send you over the details. We're doing this thing. Do you want to join us? Bake the cake, give them the opportunity to then be able to have the slice. Whereas if you're like, I'm thinking about doing this, you want to be able to bridge that gap and give it, give them the opportunity to put the hand in the air in the simple, in the most simplistic way possible. And again, this comes back down to the fear of rejection. And I'll speak openly. Like there's been uh, times previously where I've gone, I don't want to put that out because what if nobody does it? What if nobody signs up? And what if nobody puts a hand in the air? Um, and again, you then all of a sudden feel as though, well, I've created this content. I'm doing this thing, but nobody is now listening to me. Instead of actually realizing actually the more opportunities that you now can create, the far better that you are now going to be. So don't tell people what to do. Ask people if they want to join you. Me and three of the guys inside X are going to be doing this. This Friday, we're going to be running that. I've just put together this free training on how you can bam, 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 over the festive period. Make it specific. Make it relevant. Make it really, really locked in on the, the, the real problems that your market has at this present moment in time. Want me to send you the training? No opt-in required? Hit the sticker, as an example. So ask if they now want to join you instead of... Um, trying to tell people then what to do. The way in which I think about this as well is like almost like, you know, if somebody's like, you're coming out with us on Saturday night, but you now know that you really don't want to go out with your mates on Saturday night, but they are literally telling you and hounding you that you now have to go out on Saturday night. There's a greater resistance to it. Whereas if you're like, hey, I mean, if you're the guys are going out on Saturday night, we're going to do this, this, and this, would you like to join us? There's a greater openness, obviously, to that. Also gives you autonomy um, and allows you to feel in control. And when you now do that and you bake the cake and you give people more opportunities, you can then walk the orchard more consistently. So the seeds that you're now sowing, the trees that you're now building um, are now abundant and also giving you the opportunity to now be able to connect with more people on a day-to-day -day basis because of the work that you've now done previously. So walking the orchard is now making sure that actually every single day that you can now go and build the connections, build the relationship, build the rapport, because there are going to be people at some points that are now going to be ready. We all buy at different times and at different points due to differing things. Um, and You've got to now put yourself in a position whereby just because somebody now didn't buy two weeks ago doesn't now mean that they're not going to buy today and or tomorrow. So you've got to now be able to walk the orchard because some apples are ready to be uh, picked for the picked from the tree and some aren't at this present moment in time or some are potentially uh, fallen and uh, they're no longer um, available uh, because they've now gone rotten and you, they've now gone past um, that opportunity because you didn't now give them the ask and or the chance to be able to work with you when they were now ready. So the more regularly and the more consistently you can now walk the orchard and you can now pick the apples from the tree, build the connections, build the relationships, the more chances that you will now have at obviously bringing people into your coaching program. And of course, the more trees that you now have, the greater the opportunity, uh, which again, then comes back down to the value that I'm now currently adding. How long have I now been doing this for? Um, and of course, how much uh, trust how strong are the relationships and yeah, what level of value am I now currently providing for my people? So the more opportunities that you now create by turning up, you are now going to yield a greater ROI. It's just now being able to do that okay whilst actually being able to understand that you will now get rejected and they'll get no's or people aren't going to be ready right now, but there will be some people. So just because it hasn't worked before, it hasn't now gone well yesterday, Today is a new opportunity and somebody is now in a different space in a different place and they now might be at a stage of most aware and ready to now step in because you can't control the outcome. You don't know when somebody is now ready to buy. You just now have to be in a space in a place where when they are ready, 
you are the first person they now think of. Because when you do that, that's where you're now starting to build this runway. The longer the runway, the bigger the plane. And the result is always in the weight. The result is never on this immediate ROI. Success is a lagging indicator. Success, in my opinion, is actually you just behaving your way and doing the do. But if you're now looking at obviously external success, whether we're now looking at obviously uh, more leads or converting uh, more cool, uh, more leads obviously into clients, the result is always in the weight. If ever I think about any speaking gigs that I've done, if ever I think about any launches that I've done, if I ever think about any content that I've put out, if I ever think about any events that I've now run, any free trainings that I've given, the result has always been in the weight. When I, when I did my first ever bodybuilding show and um, I was fortunate enough to win, um, everybody was now telling me, oh, this is going to be you, that everything that you're now going to get kind of sponsored and there's all going to be this kind of big stuff that's now going to kick off. And then I had this expectation of all these people are going to tell me that now there's going to be all these sponsors coming and knocking at my door. And I waited four months, five months before Optimum Nutrition initially basically sent me an email and said, we've been watching and following your stuff. Um, we've had a couple of uh, reviews from other people. Uh, we'd love the opportunity to sit down and chat with you. That was five months after winning that trophy. And it was about being okay with, again, that like delayed gratification and the result now always being in the weight and just now knowing that you cannot control the outcome. All that you can now control is your behavior, how you now currently turn up. Uh, and of course, um, the seeds that you are now sowing that hopefully is allowing people to leave in a better place um, than what they were when they first found you, most importantly. So let's have a look at a couple of like your next moves and things that you can start to think about based upon what I've just been through today. And um, hopefully that will give you some clarity and some certainty now moving forwards. Number one, I would always say choose your channel. Think depth and width. Because if you're trying to now do content across a multitude of different uh, platforms and your focus is now going to be massively distorted uh, and you're not now going to really focus on the quality that now needs to be had in order for you to now be able to get really good. So whilst obviously there is a huge um, importance in diversification, when you're first starting out, it's actually now being able to get really good at one thing and then being able to diversify from there. When you get good at one thing, you bring new customers into the business. You then create a little bit of cash flow. That cash flow then allows you to create a role and or will give you the chance to be able to delegate, which then means that you can start to then place your focus and energy into other channels or uh, obviously other people can then start to support and facilitate that for you. Number two, you've got to be able to build your personal brand. We do business with people that we like. And this now comes back down to people actually being able to really get to know you. You are the uniqueness and you are the very thing that differentiates um, yourself from anybody else in the marketplace. Nobody can beat you at being you. And it's about being able to be okay with stepping into that and owning that both obviously the strengths and the inspiration and all of the kind of the upside uh, that we quite often see on social media, but also actually the uh, perceived vulnerabilities and also downside, most importantly. Because again, if you're too high, there's this pedestal that people put you on. There's this lack of connection because they're like, they don't get it. And therefore, there's always going to be this disconnect. Whereas if we can now bridge the gap, we can start to communicate our hero's journey. What was your backstory? What was your journey? What was your aha moment? Who was your guide? How and what did you do? What was the framework you then applied? Okay, what results did you get? What results did you get with others? Right, that's probably now actually your coaching product and coaching program and how you now do things um, and this new opportunity. Because Stories are the, the most powerful force that you now have in the economy. So understanding that everybody has a story, you have such a powerful story, regardless or irrelevant, have how boring you now perceive or believe that it now may be. 
you now have uh, a story to now share. And actually the story that you now have to share is probably the piece and the magic that's going to connect you with your right types of people. Two points just to take away. Number one, whenever you're creating content, uh, think about how you can start to hook how you can start to retain, and then how you can start to reward people in terms of actually why they're now going to come back to you. If you want more depth on this, uh, drop me a message and I can obviously send you over um, another kind of little snapshot and insight from a training that I've recently recorded. It's always going to be in the jab, 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 right hook in the Gary Vaynerchuk uh, mentality and realizing that, again, it's the work that you now do today that you want your future self to thank yourself for uh, tomorrow, most importantly. And finally, for me, when you're now thinking about actually, how do I allow people to see what it is that I do? Think about how you can start to build your like next relevancy hand raiser. So think about, right, okay, what is a real specific problem that my market have at this present moment in time? Have I now got a training? Have I now got a download? Have I now got a uh, free webinar? Um, have I now got a little mini event? Whatever it now might be that I can now start to use that's now going to solve that real specific problem within your content. You can then talk about three ways, five things, one lesson, one challenge that I now face when it came to boom, 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 boom. I've recently put together a training on exactly how you can do, 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 do. want the training. Again, go back to um, ask, uh, give them the opportunity to kind of um, ask them if they want to join you. That can be really powerful. So think, right, okay, December time, think about your market. What is it they currently struggle with? What are their problems? Um, and how can you then actually solve a specific problem um, with this solution that you have, which is what we've just spoken about, um, and give them the chance to be able to put their hand in the air. And again, it's not necessarily about them consuming that necessarily, because we now know that so much for free, uh, we don't now take seriously. But looking at how can I now get people to show an interest so I can then build the connections and relationships with them? Because even if they now don't watch the content, by them putting their hand in the air is demonstrating that there clearly is something that they're interested in, which will then allow you the chance to be able to add value and or help or support them specifically, which again, can be a really, really kind of like powerful way for you to build that trust, strengthen that relationship, uh, which is going to be yeah, one of the greatest ways uh, for you to now be able to bring the right types of customers into your business. Um, and little bonus for me, building out an internal referral system. Quite often we think about external marketing and we think about how do I now um, get out to as many people as possible instead of actually now looking at, right, okay, can you now ascend your current clients inside your current program? Have you got different offerings or different levels at which they can now work with you? The second thing, how can you now reward them for speaking highly about you? So we run um, internal referral systems where we make it a win, win, win. Um, if uh, somebody now recommends uh, another somebody else to now join the high performance coach at certain points of the year. Uh, the coach that we're currently working with will receive a cash bonus. Uh, the client who then comes into the program who's been referred will get uh, a cash incentive off of the 12 month coaching process or the six month coaching process or the three month coaching process. And we get the opportunity to then to work with that person, help that person and positively impact that person then moving forward. So it's a win for the client who's basically just now doing goodwill and just telling other people about us. It's a win for the person that's now coming in because there's an opportunity whereby there's a, a, a cash saving. And it's a win for us because we now get to support and coach and help and guide and lead um, somebody else that now is looking to um, 
build a business that's now going to make a huge impact and is now going to change lives. So even just looking at how can I start to use incentives internally, and that doesn't necessarily need to be cash. Uh, that could now be um, gifts or that could now be like free months or whatever it now might potentially be. So um, thinking about the internal referral system that you now have and realizing actually, do you know what? That's the most powerful force that you have at your disposal uh, in order for you to now be able to bring new customers in and yeah, we have um, so many uh, periods of times of uh, the year where we don't have that incentive. And over the last 10 years, um, it's something that's relatively new that we've just introduced. And other people want to tell other people about good things. So if you're now doing good things, um, then other people are always going to now tell other people. So that's why you've got to be able to build a great product um, and really connect with your customers and be great at what you do and really connect and coach at the level that you now know that you would like to be connected and coached at um, because yeah, that's going to be the very glue that's going to connect them to you and then want them to tell everybody else about you. So I hope you found today beneficial, insightful, useful, and there was at least one aha moment or thing that you can start to action implement um, or integrate. Um, and it's just allowed you just to think slightly differently about how I can start to do things. As always, this is about the longer term play, the longer term game. And how do I now start to build an even stronger base from which I can now build upon? You can scale quickly, but when you scale quickly, um, it usually fails. When you have steady, that is going to give you the stability from which you can then build upon. And it's just being able to, again, have that uh, relationship with patience uh, challenged and also being okay with uncertainty and having the confidence and belief in what it is you're building and where it is that you're now going. Because when you can now do that um, and you can play a slightly longer game than anybody else uh, and you're committed and um, aligned to building and delivering something that's exceptional, you're always going to win regardless. So team, thank you so much for listening. I look forward to catching up with you on the next episode and I will speak to you soon.